0: Hello and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we are diving in to the second part of the first miniseries, Battlestar Galactica. The intro miniseries. The are we going to get picked up for TV miniseries. The pilot, if you will.
1: I don't think there was any doubt of that. I think they knew that they already had a brand that they were um, working with. That had a lot of nostalgia value for... Older viewers and could draw in a younger audience too, and I think they also knew that they had a really high quality of product because it's a it's really well written. They must have known at script level that it it had everything they needed to be successful. The quality of uh, sci-fi movies, Sci-Fi Channel movies, Mm -hmm. is not terribly high. (laughs) So this one—that's
0: true. Their TV shows are good. Mm -hmm. Their movies are not good. They did the miniseries actually without any plan to do the show. Mm -hmm. Universal opted for a remake rather than a sequel. Uh, They did a four-hour miniseries, updating it, and developing a backstory that could work for a weekly series should the miniseries be successful. Unfortunately, one of the people who were writing it was approached by HBO to do Carnival which is a show that I liked, but...
1: It was very weird, We
0: also bailed on, I didn't see the whole thing. It just kept
1: getting stranger and stranger and stranger to where I'm like, I I don't know what's going on anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so it aired in 2003 and became the highest-rated miniseries that year, and then Sci-Fi ordered a 13-episode weekly.
1: Uh, And that was a good idea, because the problem with the original Battlestar Galactica is that it was intended to be a couple of TV movies, and. When it got turned into a series to, to capitalize on how much money they'd spent, um, they didn't the quality have the, of the show and the writing wasn't there wasn't because there. it's like, wait, mm, you know, yeah, we're basically doing this because it was too expensive and they wanted to reuse the sets.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we're going to have to worry about that because mm-hmm. they built in a thing and it's a finite right. series. That's the other thing. It's only four seasons mm-hmm. uh, and another movie and a web series. So, only but, (laughs) Uh, and some of the seasons are pretty short. So,
1: well, I like the fact that again, like HBO, like other cable channels, you can control the quality by not having to mass produce things for thirty episodes to a season. It doesn't
0: have to be ten episodes. Sometimes eight is enough. There was a TV TV show. show. Yes, I know, Uh, with Dick Van Patten, not Dick Van Dyke, different man, balder. Dick Van Dyke still has a beautiful Dick Van Dyke, head of yes, hair. <laughs> kept his head of hair. I think of it. Um, okay, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, part two. We've got the civilian ship, we'll call her Colonial One, with the mm-hmm. president and Baby Adama, and we've got the Battlestar Galactica, which is headed to Ragnar avalanche. Nope, that's not what it's called. Ragnar Avalanche. <laughs> it's not Ragnar Anchorage. Sorry. All of Alaska, I apologize. <laughs> Ragnar Anchorage. They're going there to get uh guns basically. And they think that the civilians have been blown up. But they weren't. It was a trick by the smart younger Adama with his jawline. <laughs> And they're collecting, they're still collecting these ships when the Cylons um, come in force. And they're not going to be able to duplicate their trick again. They're going to have to jump. And the problem is they're going to have to jump and leave a bunch of people behind because several of the ships that they have amassed don't have the capability to move Faster than light, and they have not moved all of those people onto the ships that can do it. So the very hard decision is made. We see a sad little girl who's going to get totally blown up. It's very upsetting.
1: Well, (laughs) that's what I like. That's the compelling drama about this film is that it has. Despite how fantastic it is, it has realistic problems. We can't save everybody. They cannot save everyone. And then the larger question becomes, do we save the human race, or do we just all die together? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Adama's thinking is still very much, we have to fight back. We have
0: to fight back. And she's like, what's the fucking point? Mm -hmm. What we need to do is get to a safe place and start having babies. Or what the fuck is the point? Because realistically, Mm -hmm. they're not going to... Beat all of the Cylons. Right. So. Well, you know this is you're not going to take down your enemy. I feel all this you're is... going to do is just throw people like right. like grist.
1: <laughs> I feel this is the same conflict we are med- meditating on when we're watching uh, Defiance. What
0: Sorry. is that?
1: Defiance, the film that we saw. Oh, okay. Of, Sorry, I, one, the, the, I
0: needed I needed reference. Um,
1: so Defiance
0: is just a word. That, na- that title was not good for okay. that movie. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, when we were watching Defiance, it was the same question. We're mm-hmm. building these villages out in the woods mm-hmm. that can very easily be overrun by our enemy who has more firepower. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to build Families out here, were taking, you know, wives right. in the woods, These, this is our Although forest life.
0: they couldn't run mm-hmm. the way that these people can.
1: No, they were, their whole question was, can we get through a swamp? Yeah. But it, it's effectively a similar question with, well, what are we doing for? Are we what, trying what are to we preserve right. all the Jews that are left in Poland? Are we trying to um, build a new culture? Are we... Yeah, well, and carrying... what does free mean? Right. Like,
0: we'll... What Free means you it? can get
1: killed yeah. or you can die fighting. So that it's it's a similar question to me.
0: So she was told uh, that you know they communicated that they were going to Ragnar Anchorage, and so that is where the ships that can so the, make the jump. Mm-hmm.
1: End and up. then Dama communicated that to to Roslin, President Roslin. Yeah,
0: they already they she already knew that. Mm-hmm. She's like, you guys go ahead, do whatever you're gonna do. We're going to collect refugees until she couldn't collect refugees anymore. And then she goes and meets them. Now, Mm -hmm. at Ragnar Anchorage, we've got... We've got an arms dealer. We've got a rando, Mm -hmm. just a dude, who doesn't appear to have a ship. He says it's on the other side of something. It was unclear to me when he said the other side. I'm like, the other side of what? (laughs) Well, when uh, things
1: are round, you don't really, you know other side, like a door, so
0: he is looking not great
1: mm-hmm.
0: um now, and what was his
1: excuse? His explanation was that he was an addict, or he was I don't think he, he was giving some sort of story for why he was so pale and wasted looking
0: I don't recall mm-hmm. um, but and he gets worse as they as they're together, mm-hmm. so there's an explosion, and Oh, because they're moving. <laughs> I love this. You see them moving.
1: This is the crew of the Galactica. They yeah, landed Yeah, the there. crew of the
0: Galactica is moving arms around. They're uh-huh. moving weapons around. And you hear them yelling, like different characters yelling, be careful with that, be careful with that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, good. And fucking somebody tips over a whole thing and a live, it looks like a giant-ass grenade. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. That's what it looked like. Like a big grenade, like a, right. like a coffee can sized grenade, uh, rolls out and blows basically Adama and this arms dealer, mm-hmm. which he's basically taken under, uh, put under arrest, yes. uh, through this door. And then the door closes and they're sort of locked in. And he's like, well, There's a way around, so I'll meet y'all, you know, around Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so he's walking with this dude.
1: Adama is walking
0: with this suspicious character. Adama is walking with this suspicious character. Right. Who, and I'm just going to follow that through. Um, They get to wherever, the far side of wherever, I don't know. It was weird. There was tunnels. Well, the idea was that they're they're
1: trapped in one tunnel. There's no... Egress through the place where they came in because it's covered Wait, it's with a, debris now. Yeah, so they're not going around. So he's
0: like, he's yelling through the door, "We'll uh, meet you on the other side, or whatever." Oh, still, so the there's
1: some side. sort of exit where they're going to meet
0: yeah. them. Um. So as they're walking, Adama is basically figuring out that this is a Cylon. Mm-hmm. That's why he's sick because the radiation here affects their...
1: Their cybernetic makeup or something. I'm not sure. It's, I believe it's. No actually I don't know that they ever explain beyond they the do um
0: in the very last scene uh-huh. um there it's whatever oh, what's the word for it's basically their synthetic makeup mm-hmm. whatever that you know that polymer is that holds them together, that mm-hmm. their brains run through is. Uh, damaged by this radiation, um, and he ends up. They end up killing him. Oh yes, he attacks Adama, and then Adama kills him.
1: Right. There's a big struggle because these are they're much more powerful than human beings.
0: Yes, and they end up doing an autopsy later. That we find out that oh, it it just looks human. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, but this is You have to step. be, fu- be looking for the synthetic. Like they're trying to run tests to figure out what, how to tell,
1: determine which is a human. What's what, human? What's right. not? Because they're now, going to be taking in a whole ship of refugees. Yes. And there could well, be more Well, even spies. if they
0: aren't, they're they're on a ship. They don't know mm-hmm. that they, they could. It could be literally anyone. It right. could be literally anyone. Hey, guys, I know a thing, and it could literally be anyone. Um, the, but they put Baltar, the scientist, mm-hmm. he's been made basically their Cylon expert, because he's the smartest guy that any of them knows. He's also having what appears to be a mental breakdown, because he sees number six everywhere. Uh, on his lap, giving him a hand job in the middle of the fucking which <laughs> bridge. Which was very which is funny, the like, scene where he's look. got. Right. He and gets she caught. says, It could be that you're seeing me because I planted a chip in your brain that makes you see me. And I'm like, Is that why?
1: I believe it is. I okay, believe it is because. But
0: it's put in terms right. of it's a hypothetical.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, that could be why. Or you could just be losing your goddamn mind because you're guilty. I don't know. Half one... Or, like, half a dozen of one, six of the other? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to believe. Uh, my sense is that, yeah, she she lowjacked him somehow, and now his brain is hers.
1: Because uh, all the information he takes in is now being fed yeah. to uh, the Cylons.
0: Yeah. And... so he sees right, or it is brought to his attention that there is a Cylon device in the main navigation area of the ship mm-hmm. but he can't just be like yo that's a Cylon device because <clears throat> how the fuck do you know that um, so he has to like found a, find a roundabout Way to blame it on somebody. And he picks a scapegoat, seemingly at random. And this is Doral, who is basically in charge of the transition of the ship to museum. So he's been on the ship for six weeks. He's
1: had access to all the systems. And has had access to the
0: systems and the room, because he's making these changes into the museum. Now, it appears until the final scene of this episode Mm -hmm. that he's been picked at random because he's a convenient scapegoat. And basically, Baltar is like, he's like, I ran all these tests and I came up with this algorithm and I did this, and he's the only one that came up with as synthetic. But he's got like two sheets of paper Like long sheets of paper and he's trying to show them to the XO and he's like, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Mm -hmm. Because, so A, all of that seems to have been false and he chose his audience carefully of I'm going to say all this, you're not going to listen to it and I'm going to get away with pinning this on this dude. And um, they end up leaving Doral in the Right in Aiden Ragnar, Anchorage, thinking that he's going to basically get eaten away by this radiation field, um, and we'll come back to him later. But for all the world, it seems like he and he says, um, what's this thing up here?" and then Everybody's like, well, I don't know. I saw, I started seeing that like a week ago, and I didn't realize it was out of place. So he they get the Cylon device, which we don't know what it is. It looks it looks like like an intercom system. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a speaker with buttons on it, but like round. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Like so, those yeah. old intercom systems, or um, it looks just or old. like a like in the like in. In maybe two thousand and three, if you had a conference room and you put like a speakerphone in the middle of it, this is what that looks like. Well,
1: it wouldn't look out of uh, because it
0: it's got like all these dots on it, like a like it's um like a speaker.
1: It wouldn't look out of place in this very kind of retro spaceship that they have. I think
0: I don't know. It looked like it looked like an answering machine or Mm -hmm. or or a conference call thing. Very weird. So that's what happens. There, Aaron Dorrell, public relations specialist, being fingered by Baltar, who needs a scapegoat, because he can't just be like, hey, I know that's a Cylon thingamajig, because he cannot explain how he would know that. Because And he's got people going, I bet you feel pretty guilty, though, because your program is what they used. And he's like, yeah... He, and 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 the people are like, but you shouldn't feel bad because you couldn't have possibly known. He's like, I don't, I don't feel bad, but you know, it's weird. And meanwhile, number six is like whispering sweet nothings in his ear and has her hand on his junk, but nobody can see it. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: It is a very. I love how really uncomfortable that scene is when. He is being sexually aroused by this hallucination or actual or thing plugged into his thing body. In his brain, yeah. And someone just catches him, just sort of staying there, like, goggle mouth being. Uh, are you like,
0: okay? Yeah, because his, his head is at a 90 degree angle and he is audibly making sex noises.
1: Right. <laughs> So, if you just walked into a person sitting on a chair groaning and pleasure, you're. He's in the middle of of
0: basically like the bridge. Right. There are people within 10 feet of him doing their damn work. And I'm just like, ooh, this is not the time or the place. Would would you
1: like a moment alone? It's not the time or the
0: place. This is also sort of at the same time, we've got the president now here with her little baby fleet. And she's um, having basically the same arguments with William Adama. Mm -hmm. Like, the war is over. I don't know how else to tell you. We lost. And they're like, the war has not even begun. And she's like, that's cute. We need to run and have babies. (laughs) Like, she literally says that. We need to run. And the young ones, not you or me, clearly, because we are past baby making age, the little, the younger ones need to have babies because otherwise humans are done. And what are we fighting for? And so there's this push pull, push pull, push pull. Lee is pretty firmly on the side of the lady. (laughs) He's pretty firmly on the civilian side. He's not breaking orders, but he is getting the military uh, leaders to sort of soften to Mm -hmm. her, give us disaster pods. They won't give any personnel to help the 50,000 refugees that they say they have. They say they won't give any space, but I think that's going to probably change pretty quickly once we get into the actual meat of the show. Um, But he's also... Reporting for duty. Mm -hmm. Because he is now the highest ranked fighter that they have. Yeah. Uh, Higher even than Starbuck. What's Starbuck been doing?
1: Starbuck's been in the brig, and also she came out to fight during one of the conflicts. She
0: came out to fight. She's upset because they lost a bunch of the mechanics. Every time she finds out somebody dies, she just says, right, which Mm is not a character Uh, characterization that I am enjoying so I'm hoping that that doesn't continue. Mm -hmm. She's told also that Lee died because they thought Lee died and she says right but then when he's alive she's very happy and it's like.
1: So what is it that you're not enjoying or what is the issue? I just don't
0: like that response like you can be stoic in your Mm -hmm. response I don't like this one and it's in the writing it's mm-hmm. not in it's not in anything that she's doing i don't I just don't care for that okay. as being her coping mechanism, which you know I'm a fan, so I don't get to decide it's that's still true, right no, you
1: know that's <laughs> kind of uh the newer generation of fans seems to think they should be heard by creators, yeah, and that's I know. always a conflict where you feel as a creator that you are following sort of a, a your own idea about how you want these characters to interrelate and interact with each other. And then sometimes fans think that if they're giving you their attention or their money or whatever, they're yeah. entitled to make decisions about who gets to survive or who gets to go go under or who yeah. should be in a relationship. And that, yeah. To me, that's always a, a conflict.
0: Yeah. So Starbuck is... Um, Seasley and sort of... This is sort of when people are sort of coming back together, right? Mm -hmm. So Starbucks sees Lee, um, and she lets him know sort of what happened. She's blamed herself for his brother's death, Mm -hmm. which he was unaware of. She says, we were in a thing. And then she sort of backtracks it and says, you know what? It was my feelings. It wasn't about our relationship. It was my feelings about our relationship. Um... Where he shouldn't have been cleared to fly, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't not pass him. So,
1: so in other words, we learned that what he's blaming, what Lee has been blaming his father for, was actually his best friend.
0: Yes, because it does seem like Starbuck and Lee are best friends, mm -hmm. or maybe she loved both of the brothers a little bit.
1: That might also be the case. It Um, seems to be.
0: So, but she, so she's felt heavy with guilt at her Mm -hmm. brother at his brother's death and sort of wants to let him know Um, we also see boomer um and the chief uh, mechanic um now boomer's got a child with her now Mm -hmm. his name's boxy
1: which was (laughs) in the original television show there was a little kid who was because i said and
0: he's like Maybe 14. He's the, not that young.
1: The original show featured a lot of random characters that wind up becoming some of the important later mm-hmm. on in the, the scope of the show, all these refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was played by Jane Seymour, who is, I believe she's a, a widow. Oh, okay. And she has a little kid. And then she winds up getting together and marrying uh, Apollo later on in the show. Oh, okay. Um, so there was this little kid, and his, uh, his dog dies during the original oh. Silo attack because we're merciless on the original program. And they replace it with... Well,
0: I presume a shit ton of dogs died. We <laughs> just didn't see any of them. Well,
1: well it's not like a... What's the, the, the movie that comes to mind? Um, Independence Day, where a dog goes leaping through flames in slow motion, and you're yes. like, yeah, right. That was so stupid. With Anyhow, um, yeah. in this one, his dog dies, and they replace it with a robot dog, and that was their excuse to have a cute robot, which was all the rage back then because of R2-D2 and hey, things. Hey,
0: you Robots are not the thing. Oh,
1: you want to know something that probably would... It, now, the robot that design... That doesn't
0: make any sense for this show. The robot
1: design would not, would, uh, was interesting in itself, but the, it way like canine, the way that they did it... Was it like canine the way that they did No, it like was a actually with a, face. a chimpanzee inside of a robot suit. It was a trained... And so it was very... It doesn't look remotely like a dog. It had like okay, animatronic have, ears and I things. I
0: had several problems with that. Right. My first problem is your enemy that just blew your ass out of the sky mm-hmm. and decimated the human race is robots. Maybe we don't get a robot pet so fucking quick. What? That's some fucking poor planning. If I see a robot on this show in the first five episodes, I'm going to lose my damn mind. <laughs> I'm going to get so mad. But this kid, Boxy, he... um. His both of his parents basically are dead. One of his dad is a dad. His dad is a fighter, mm-hmm. like a fighter pilot, and he presumes that he's dead. He doesn't know, so that's a thing that could happen later. Um, his mom has 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 died. Had died previous to this this thing. And Boomer's like, both my parents died when I was young too. Let's go, kid. And Just then later so she gives him a cookie.
1: That's that's Muffet.
0: I don't. Don't show me that. It's I will put it on. You you should put it on the Facebook page. It's a travesty. Don't do it now because this is an early episode. That's
1: because the dog might show up. It <laughs> looks then, like a
0: a deranged teddy bear.
1: Well, they didn't keep it for long, apparently, because they because it's a nightmare. <laughs> they thought it was going to be the R two D two of this show.
0: And issues. it just no, did but, not but work. But once again, thematically,
1: right. Nope. No, no, I don't think it'll fit in this universe or this iteration of, of the story. But yes, the robot dog Man, a was a big part of the show and there was a chimpa- trained chimpanzee, you know, covered in gaffer's tape and fur, right. from what it looked like, right. sort of wandering around. Right. And
0: so as we have this ongoing, we need to run and populate versus we need to go back and fight, mm-hmm. go back where is the other question. Is right. And, and she asks him that, like, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. And he can't answer that because he yeah. doesn't know where the Cylons are located. Um. So they send Starbuck out. They say, go take a look and see what, you know, can we go out of the storm and and Which fly. direction?
1: Because right now they're under the cover of the radiation There's cloud. a
0: radiation cl- cloud, which has like a an eye. Uh-huh. Um, so she flies through the eye, and it's there's rights and lefts apparently. So it's not just an eye; it's like a like a tunnel to get right. out of it. And she pokes her head out, just like her the nose of her ship out, and there's just fucking Cylons everywhere. Big, huge ships. The little ships that mm-hmm. were taking them out. They did notice that at some point in the first episode that like there are no pilots, and I'm like, yeah, nah. Why would you? I think... Why would you? Yeah, I did If you're okay. an AI uh, consciousness, you don't need to put... Just make the ship part of your AI consciousness. You don't have to put another right. little one Right. of It's it. remote piloted and it's, you don't have right. to, There's
1: no casualties that way.
0: Right. Well, and I, my sense is that there are no casualties. That's another thing. Let's talk about Cylons real quick. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, because at the same time, too, right, right around here is when Adama gets his little note that says there are twelve uh, models of Cylon. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, do they mean twelve models? That was a conversation we were having. Do they mean twelve models of Cylons, or are it there turns
0: t- out yes. Okay, and only we 12 get Cylon. that from our last, uh-huh. the last scene. Okay, that's how that's that's sort of how it was clarified to me because I was like, are there just twelve of these humanoids walking around? Now she says, mm-hmm. number six says right before the explosion um that takes out Caprica yeah. in the first episode while she's talking to Baltar. Am I saying his name right? I think so, yeah. Uh I can't die mm-hmm. if my if this body goes, I just wake up in another identical body somewhere else. Mm. But like I'm basically backed up to the cloud. Like I don't exist. Their consciousness is stored in a body. Right. Um, And she says there are twelve models. I'm number six. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I was like, well, does that mean that there are just twelve of these things walking around,
1: Mm. or Um, twelve different kinds,
0: or twelve different kinds? Now, the final scene in this clarifies that it's there are twelve different kinds okay. and we'll get into that when we get to that scene so she's number six she doesn't have a name mm-hmm. which is a little bit weird because at some point i'm pretty sure that guy has called her something other than number six like that wasn't
1: uh Ooh baby baby i think yeah maybe around. i don't know
0: she's also that one mm-hmm. the one that he's in a relationship with right also, apparently, is very devout in her religion, and that's like a sticking point in the relationship. Well, that there, there's an
1: interesting because this would be, I and think, I'm
0: like, is this more
1: than reproduction? I think that the whole what defines us as human beings is. Uh, some people have a issue with this, and this is my opinion, and it's right. Is. <laughs> um, the belief outside and asking that question, what are we and how did we get how this do we way? get here? Who made Which
0: Cylons us? don't have.
1: Uh-huh.
0: They just fundamentally don't have it because they fucking know mm-hmm. humans made us. That's how we got well, but here. But this is like, not... the
1: question of God by extension. Are we part of a divine plan that we came into right, existence maybe. and you had to make us?
0: It is also unclear uh-huh. to me whether that was part of the guise mm-hmm. of I'm a human mm-hmm. or whether number six has these questions legitimately which i gather we will get into yeah in the i think they do show.
1: because i think the whole reason the accidental killing of the baby was also based on i need the an answer don't to this question think
0: that was an accident mm-hmm. the bombs were about to go off right i don't i think, do you it, think was, it was it an act of mercy i don't know it might have been an act of mercy uh-huh. it might have just been i'm bored let me just snap this thing's neck mm-hmm. it might have been an experiment I, it, it's unclear. That that character's motivations are very unclear to me at this point because I'm unsure what was a put-on for the I'm Human show mm-hmm. and what is uh, inherent to the character. Right. Which we'll find out as we watch it, obviously. Um, so, Starbuck is like a... It's a shit show out here. We cannot.
1: Right, and this is going back to him flying out and just come out or and fight. Him, I'm sorry, I keep, I keep saying him reconnoitering when yes. she goes out and and Starbuck
0: uh, has gone gone out to check, and she's mm-hmm. like, "It's it's fucking Cylon a Palooza out here." I can't. We there's and they're like, "Come back, come back, come back." And I think that's when Captain Adama is like, or Commander Adama is like, um. We gotta go, we gotta run we we are overpowered here, and we have the entire human population with us. I can't fight a battle I'm gonna lose with the entire human population. Well, with I think me. that
1: it's reasonable to say reasonable for him to make this decision to go if the future of the human race is what we have here mm-hmm. um then I'm going to make us all extinct if I persist in right. fighting. He
0: finally has that realization. Mm-hmm. I don't think I and I and I think if the civilians and the military had stayed sep in separate locations, right. he wouldn't have had this yeah. realization. So then he does the the earth speech.
1: hmm Um No, why don't you explain what the Earth speech is because
0: So it starts with they are he says, Okay, we'll we'll go. We'll Ooh. run. So they make their uh escape first. So he says, "I want to go this far. Can you make co- like because can- mm-hmm. they have to do math to do these jumps." Right. And if you do the jump wrong, you could just end up in the middle of a star. Oops. <laughs> so they have um Geeta, the 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 guy on their ship that does mm-hmm. all the math. So he's like, "I've never calculated one this far." And he's like, "Can you?" and he says yes i can and he goes okay you do it and do it alone and i i that was a key thing to me because i think he is like really narrowing down who he trusts with anything mm-hmm. and so he does all the calculations and they give those calculations to all of the civilian fleet and the idea is that they're going to go out and the galactic is going to go first and they're going to kind of go sort of to the right and draw draw a fire that way, and then the because they can't jump from inside the radiation yeah. thing. So then the civilian fleet will come out, and one at a time, kind of go towards the left. while the fire's being in the other words, they're the going way, to like, and then they're going to. Jump Galactica
1: through. is going to leave a uh, is going to. Block the attack while they make an escape Let and they then follow escape. them finally. And then the Galactica right. will be the
0: last to go. Right. So that's what happens. It works. There's a big battle scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, at that point, also. And very fancy flying, I have to the, say. Yes. Very, very fancy flying, including um, Lee's, Apollo's plane. I'm going to just call him Apollo rather than mm-hmm. Adama because it's confusing. Apollo's um, plane dies. In the craps out and is just floating in space and he's like well leave me here and everybody else gets called back the final civilian flight goes so it's just starbuck and apollo out and she's on the like little communication to right. the, to commander adama and he says what do you hear out there and we don't know what this is a reference to um we'll probably get it later. And she's like, nothing but the rain. And he says, grab the cat and come inside. And she, like, and he, and and Apollo is like, just go. Like, I mm-hmm. can't, there's nothing I can do. on my, my fucking ship is, is real dead. Yeah. And she, like, she doesn't do a U-turn because it's upside down. She flies upside down and then, like, links her ship and mm-hmm. his ship together, and then drags his ass back well, to the king yeah, It's very weird. It's
1: almost like she pushes him like a nose yes. cone back into the, the... Exactly. Which would be fine. The problem is the landing. The
0: <laughs> landing is rough. It's a rough landing, because neither of these ships were intended to fly at right
1: One has no power, rate. and the other one...
0: And remember, right. no auto-landing, so they've got to do it all. Yeah, it's a rough landing, but they both get back and then... They jump. Mm-hmm. Then they're away from the Cylons. The Cylons can't follow them, I guess. As Not of right in this, now, right. they can't follow them through these warp jumps or, you know, FTLs. Uh so they're just in a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Hey, that galaxy's our galaxy. Because then they or at a funeral, it's the funeral for the eighty-five that they lost, and probably mm-hmm. more also yeah. because there was, was more fighting. And she finishes. The priest finishes. It's the same priest that swore on the the president. Finishes the funeral at with uh, so say we all, mm-hmm. and then Adama like picks up the so say we all, like chant and tries to get people to say it, and then he's like, we're going. To a place, uh, the 13th Colony, called Earth. And everybody's like, that's a myth! And uh, Adam is like, hey, priest, there's a thing called Earth, right? And she's like, uh, there's tell." of <laughs> Earth.
1: She's, she's stuck in the position. <laughs> that kind of like somebody going to, a, like, a minister, a Baptist minister, there's a Garden of Eden, right? And she's obligated to say yes. <laughs> like mean, regardless the books of books tell us there's right. a Garden of
0: Eden. Could we go there right now? I mean, no. You're right. But, like, I'm not supposed to say that. But, yeah, that's very much what it is. And she's like, he's like, only the heads of the fleet know mm. where it is. Um, and that's where we're going to go. And then people are like, so say we all. So say we all. And they're excited. Earth. And then there's a scene between the president and the commander. And she's like, Earth is a fucking myth. We talked about it. I talked about it with the president once. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't ever hear about it, well, it wasn't real. What
1: Adama gives people the impression is, is I'm a military leader. I'm a commander. But he was and like, we like had an military, admiral. Right. Yeah. So we had military secrets. Right, and one of those military secrets is the location of Earth of
0: the thirteenth. You know, it's kind of, which Earth, again
1: yeah. to me reminds me of uh, Independence Day in that. Oh, by the way, you know there is a flying saucer. Yes, yes, um, it's sort of like that. Oh, you know right. there, there really is an Earth, and we can get. But
0: there. she says there's no such thing. It's right. like you're right, you right. got me. But I needed to give them hope. They gotta they because at one point too he like looks across and sees, um. I think it's Billy, who mm-hmm. is the president's, like, assistant, who appears to be a cool 16 years old. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, a, also a cool fucking 6'3". Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a big puppy. Uh, and one of the fighter pilots, um, they she kisses him mm-hmm. when there's a lot of kissing on the, like, public kissing when people are coming back together. And they're like, oh, you're alive. That's when Boomer and the Chief kiss out in public for the first time, so I guess they're putting it on Front Street. Uh, well, why not? And so they're talking, and he's she's like, yeah, I don't know why I did that, because they weren't in a relationship. She like, saw him once before, because he got lost and went into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she was there, like, washing her face or whatever, and she's like, in or out, close the damn door. And then, um, then the next time she saw him, she kissed him. It was his puppy face. How do you not kiss the puppy face when everyone's gonna die? Kiss the puppy face, and then Adam was like, "They need to have babies," (laughs) and I was
1: like, (laughs) "Well, that's the sense he's getting now." There's a way to preserve the human race. like we need to
0: preserve the human race, and Mm -hmm. yeah, like the kitties need to have kitties, um, and so he's like, "Yeah, it's a myth, but they've got to have some kind of hope," and so. We'll go yeah. look for what could be Earth, and we'll call it Earth when we find it. And you know, so then we have the final scene, and the final scene is where we find out how the Cylons kind of work. Um, we it's Doral left behind at uh, Anchorage, mm-hmm. Ragnar Anchorage, and he is ill, and income. Another one of him, three of the arms traders, three number sixes. So then you're like, oh, okay, so there's multiples of each. Right. Right. Um, so there could be a million of them. They just all have the same 12 bodies and we know what 3 of them look like now. So that's a pretty good I mean at the end of the opening mini series mm-hmm. right off the bat right here we've see we've we've got a quarter of them. Yeah. We know what a quarter of them look like. And then and he's like we got to get out of here because our you know our syntax is going to get all mushed and he's they're like we're going to get out of here it's fine don't worry about it. Um and then they're saying we got to find we gotta find the humans. We don't know where they went. And then another one comes in and says, Don't worry, we'll find them. And that one is Boomer. No, Grace Park now, is a Cylon. One thing that we didn't cover
1: is that earlier in the um in the program when number six is talking to Baltar.
0: And he sees that right. Cylon device. It's He says like, there are
1: some that don't know that they are. That's right. And that they She's like, well, they won't she be aware. Says
0: in the same way mm. that she says, "I might have tagged you with a thing in your right. brain." The Cylons on board. There, there are other Cylons on board. That's how you you know that because that's mm. a Cylon device. But they might not know that they're Cylons. Yeah, they and might so be the, So the,
1: the idea is that until they're activated, they they don't know what they are. Some They've, of them. Some of them. Not all of them. Some of them. They don't know that, they, that they're not human. Right. So the impression that we're getting is that Boomer is completely unaware of the fact that she's not you human. You know
0: what's weird about it, though? Mm-hmm. They're all wearing the same clothes. Each of the models is wearing mm-hmm. the same clothes as the other ones of that model. How do they do that?
1: <laughs> There's a day when they coordinate and they mark it off I in their calendars using their shared consciousness.
0: It must be is what's in their little, I don't know, it must be being sent to their brains because she's wearing fatigues like she's looks like she's on the battle star mm. but she's not the one that we've been seeing that's mm. the thing she's not the one we've been no, seeing no because the one she's we've been seeing is one. dead no
1: wait no we've seen boomer one that oh boomer i'm sorry yes i'm talking
0: about boomer um specifically yeah she's well, dressed it could like be. since she's,
1: um, since number 6 is uploading things constantly It could very well be that they're uploading...
0: Yeah, just... Right. Yeah, But it's weird that they're all wearing the same. Like, why is... Why? I mean, I guess so that they could do weird twin things.
1: (laughs) That must be the the reason why. To entertain themselves while they're bored in outer space.
0: It's just... It's a weird little... It was a weird detail that they were all... Each of the models was wearing. So now, we actually have a full third Mm -hmm. of the 12 models. Now, presuming, A, that there really are only 12, well... I guess that's the that's also B and C. Mm-hmm. Presuming that there are really only twelve, we know what what four of them look like.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's it was a good twist at the end. It was a good way of continuing the series.
0: I literally was like, <gasps>
1: no. Oh, <yes. laughs> so this wasn't something that got spoiled
0: for you? No, she's not the one. Mm. She's not the one. I okay, know. then more I of know the... of a different model.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think that we're gonna know until the very end because I think it's a, like an end thing that I mm-hmm. know oh I gotta stop with this anyways uh so that is the completion of the mini series of Battlestar Galactica I don't know when season one starts up I'm gonna assume it's like six months later or something like that we'll find out next week so for this season we're gonna do grades grades, because I'm stealing from different people. I'm stealing grades from Back to the Futurama. They do a grade for each episode. A through F. Uh, And it's like grading... I'm not going to grade it as an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. Because I have only seen this as an episode of *Battlestar Galactica*, and so it would automatically get an A. So I'm just going to give it a grade for television. Like, mm-hmm. how good of a of a piece of television is this episode? And I'm going to give it an A minus.
1: I think it, I would agree. I think that one of the faults of the original *Battlestar Galactica* is that it was still it still was trying to use a lot of tropes that were. Like becoming familiar to science fiction viewers or people who were watching science fiction mm-hmm. then. So there was the robot dog. There was, you know, the wolf. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's what the no, robot dog did. Different kind of wolf. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this one pushed past all of that. There was no, you know, cutesy cantino full of aliens. There was no robot dog. There were none of the things that by that point were already becoming boring. Yeah, um, I think the only thing that it, that still, although it works as a, as a trope, is the sort of jump into hyperspace thing that everyone does now.
0: You know what, though, I'm gonna assume that when we have regular space flight and colonies, mm. hyperspace or quick, quick, we're gonna have to figure out some quick oh, yeah. method of getting from place to place because it takes too goddamn long. Right I think now. the
1: warp speed, though, is that whole idea is if. If we survive that, make long, a
0: wormhole. Make a... No, I'm. I'm on board.
1: Hundreds of miles away. Hundreds of years away. That's I mean, fine. I don't.
0: Rest. Once again, mm-hmm. this could be seventeen thousand years in the future. Well, I don't know.
1: The, <laughs> if I you want me to tell you what the original Battlestar Galactica was, is that uh, it ended the original series with this kind of philosophical conversation between I think it was Apollo and some of the others on the flight deck. And they were like, well, what happens if there isn't an Earth? What do we do? Well, we're going to, you know, we'll just have to keep going until we can find a place to stay. And I think for some reason they're called away from the radio. And just as there are, you hear the Apollo 13 moon landing going on. So the so
0: they're not even humans?
1: No, 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 no. They're humans, but they're humans from another galaxy.
0: Because, well, I'm going to go ahead and posit the they're not humans, then. Well,
1: they're not humans in the sense they're not, they're not. They're not
0: earthlings.
1: They're not earthlings, and so they're coming to look for Earth because they actually understand something that apparently we don't understand, or exists in other mythologies that the human race was seeded somewhere yeah. out there. And no, so I know we, they, we are that still very,
0: Prometheus,
1: <laughs> but that very clearly makes it oh well. Then the human race they are ex- existing contemporaneous with us, and this right. takes place in somewhere in the mid nineteen seventies. Oh, okay. Because so it's like, now, but right.
0: it's there. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's so interesting. yeah,
1: um, I don't know that the new I have a problem. Galactica will do it that
0: with way. that because mm-hmm. of the. Did they get seeded with better technology than we got seeded with?
1: No, the idea was that, like, um, for instance, if the human race, or let's say uh it was like a european colony in the middle of the amazon okay they're going to have to struggle to start all over again so opera houses and other civili- marks of civilization are not their first priority
0: so what i'm saying is mm-hmm. they got seated with more than we got seated with
1: no 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 not seated maybe isn't the best term it's like there was one race of human beings oh
0: they're the oh okay see i never i never under, yeah no i i never the, followed it as it was people and then people just you know right. it was humans and it oh, it seemed more like something way more advanced than mm. us put, like, a baby us here.
1: No, no. The, the, their, their version of the story is that we were, like, the missionary outpost in the middle of the, the Congo or something. Oh, okay. And then they lost track of where been, we were.
0: was murdered. It's right. Fine. We didn't belong there.
1: They lost track of where we were, and then now they're looking to see if there's any of us left.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. So they're where we came from. Right. They okay. are. Gotcha. Not they, Which again, are, they very started much, at the same place as no, us. No, no, no. And yeah, and again, really I'm sorry, maybe
1: seated is the wrong term to make, but it's just like, yeah, we we were the long lost outposts that they're looking for. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha. We're how not really sure that. Upset they... will they be with uh-huh. our sad like we don't have anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly can't welcome fifty thousand refugees.
0: Fifty thousand?
1: I think that's how many were No, left? I'm
0: saying Earth could definitely take 50,000 people. That's not that many people. No,
1: but I mean, we don't have the resources to support ourselves as we are right now.
0: 50,000 people is almost nothing. Okay. If you said 50 billion, that'd be an issue. 50,000 people is the population of Alameda. Unless they can tell us how to get rid of. I mean, 50,000 people is like nothing.
1: Get rid of plastic. Use their technology to just, like, warp all the plastic away. I because,
0: know. like, think about um, Alien Nation. I think there were three million.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose so. It's the population of the city, but it just seems like... It, yeah,
0: 50,000 yeah. like, not even the population of mm. the city. It's, like, or was it, Lake County. It 50, like, it's 50,000 people, yes, right? Yes, it it's 50,000 50, refugees. It's all... It's, like, it's such a negligible amount. Mm. It's a very, very small amount. Um. Yeah. So... The other thing I'm stealing is from Dawson's Speak. They're Dawson's Creek podcast. And they uh, do a who won the episode. Who do you think maybe came the furthest from the beginning to the end?
1: Are you talking about the character or like who's the performance? Characters.
0: I think performance gets tied into that. Uh-huh. But we're looking at character, not yeah, later it's some of theirs are like, well, maybe it's this character because they didn't have to be in this episode <laughs> like this. So I'm going to actually say it might be Lee Apollo Adama mm-hmm. that came, that won this episode because he reconciled with his dad and with his childhood best friend. Who may or may not be his significant other later. I don't know. I literally don't. I like. I'm guessing this mm-hmm. is not anything that I know for sure. He found a new mother figure. He's well respected everywhere. I think he's he's the one. I think won this episode. What do you think?
1: I think that the president did. I think that putting aside her own personal grief or her own fears of immortality. Yeah she was able to convince Adama against what his instincts were to push further. It's like the human race is more important than you either going out in a blaze of glory or you getting revenge. Right. It's more important than that. And so she was able to inject part of like more humanity into his vision of the future, or even give him a vision of the future. Yeah. His immediate thing to do Because I think he was
0: like, just throw yourself on the pyre. Right.
1: It's like, again...
0: Everyone else is dead. You might as well be dead, too. I mean, that's a weird way to look at it, but okay. Well, no, no, it's
1: not. I don't think so. I think he just saw it as a sort of blaze of glory. The human race died fighting. Yeah. But um, but that's... That
0: seems a waste. If you have
1: the opportunity to save the human race.
0: Pot committed is fake, everyone. You can just stop putting more money in. You can Mm -hmm. walk away at any time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree. Okay, so you think the president, and I think Leah Dama. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fine. We don't have to come to a consensus. Do you have anything you want to recommend this actually, week? I actually have
1: something that I want to recommend, which is what? not a new film, but it's the same thing that you just saw. Uh, last night, we were on Amazon, and we saw um, Molly's Game.
0: Molly's Game. I have been looking for this movie on the Roku for... The last six months, Mm -hmm. I wanted to see it. The only way I was able to watch it before last night was to buy it on Amazon for like $24. And I was like, I don't know if I like it. I don't want to buy it without watching it. This is an Aaron Sorkin uh, written and directed movie starring Jessica Chastain about uh, the so-called poker princess uh, Molly Bloom. Who's Irish? Yes, indeed.
1: Regardless of what she says.
0: <laughs> well, what, what do you want to say about
1: it? I think that it, Aaron Sorkin is a really talented writer, and he seems to have a really good handle on the way that intelligent people speak to each other and the way that they communicate. And He also seems to have a big focus on integrity, Yes. And that's kind of what I like about watching the stuff that he develops. Yeah. It's, is that um, We're looking at people goals. who have like a center, a, a good. Like a moral. Right, compass. They're pointing north. Yeah. Um, and how people get lost from that and how they have to find it or how to orient yourself again once you've made a mistake. So her story is very compelling, judging even from the opening scene. And it's yes. very talk heavy at the it's same talk time. Talk heavy it's not
0: a series of conversations.
1: The story moves along very, very quickly.
0: Very heavily reliant on voiceover, but it actually works because I was like, Oh, are we doing this the whole movie where Jessica Chastain just talks at a clip? Just a lot of words coming out of Jessica Chastain over scenes of other, of things Mm -hmm. happening. And it works and it works one because Jessica Chastain is extraordinarily talented. Uh, Because Aaron Sorkin writes really well. Now, here's here's a truth, and so don't don't at me. Aaron Sorkin is terrible at writing women typically. This character is a woman, but for all intents and purposes, is completely androgynous. She's there is no relationship in this movie. She could be a lesbian. Mm. she doesn't have sex, she doesn't kiss anyone, she doesn't have any romantic relationships, she's avoiding romantic entanglements by people coming on to her, but she, for all intents and purposes, has no sex drive. Now, is that true of the character? Who knows? This is based on a book, He did meet her. It's also possible that she was like, none of your fucking business. All my other shit is everywhere. Y'all know too much about me as it is. I'm keeping that stuff to myself. I don't know. But by desexualizing her, he almost makes her not a woman, which is maybe problematic in its own way. But yeah, he's not great at writing women. But this character is actually very well written but defeminized significantly defeminized i like
1: her i think that when you say that you know defeminized it's i think that the character that she played might not have actually had time for romance and if it is it has nothing to do with the story it no I think exactly if we were, Introduced to some sort of romantic element, it would just slow everything down. Right. And the movie. And I think that
0: he knows that he's bad at it, so Mm -hmm. he why would why would I do that anyways? I have a sense that she was like, Why would you do this? It's not about the story. But it is notable that a thirty five year old woman apparently had no romantic attachments and we've watched her whole life Well, this is during a
1: period of time. Okay, so it's not like this is the long term. This is during the period of time that she's doing this, and she basically isn't sleeping, and she's working two jobs. But
0: it's until she's, she's thirty-five, so right. it's a twelve-year period. No, yeah, but the of period time. of time
1: that we're focusing on isn't about that. It's about the it's time that she's It's from the age of the twenty-two
0: to the age of thirty-five. <laughs> she's thirty-seven when they finally arrest yes. her. Okay. But twenty-two to thirty-five, and we are to believe that there is nothing. Now, granted, there are mm-hmm. a lot of drugs, so maybe there was nothing. But I'm just saying it is—it was a like a o, like a noticeable oversight, and it's never addressed mm-hmm. either. But I was like, so this woman is gorgeous, fending off like she's constantly saying, "I never had sex with any of these people. Mm-hmm. If I had been involved with any of these players or people." It would have ruined everything, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I honestly, when there was a, there's a scene with her and a female dealer, where the dealer's sitting on her bed, and I was like, are they? Or was she just making herself at home? I think that she was making
1: herself at home. I don't know that, uh, that sex plays a large part in her life at all, from what you yeah, described. It's, it's
0: entirely possible. Um, or once again, Molly Bloom, in giving the rights to her book and her story, yeah. might have said, That part right. is none of your fucking because business. It seems
1: very much to me like she's a person who's continuously moving yeah. at, at this breakneck speed through life and she's constantly dealing, she's constantly yeah. trying to find an advantage. And what I liked about the film was how it addresses her femininity in a different way, which is that, and she addresses that. Um, Part of the film is really about the relationship with her father, who's played by Kevin Costner, which is one of the great late career performances by Kevin Costner. It's
0: actually pretty good. And I have a longstanding hatred, excuse me, of Kevin Costner. I don't enjoy him. And for a long time I was like, Who did this dude sleep with to get his acclaim? Because I don't get it. depends
1: on the movie. You know, I didn't... um,
0: I love The Untouchables. I don't care for him in it.
1: Well, I mean, he was the perfect note, though. He was like this kind of not-too-bright boy scout, and who has to kind of toughen up or die.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. He does nothing for um,
1: But I think... People who were into Dances of the Wolves, when that sort of landed like a bombshell, I think that changed a lot of people. But he, again, was playing sort of a similar character. Like,
0: yeah. There's here, not a lot of there there he's to He's playing
1: a really intelligent man, which is not the general Kevin Costner character. No, that's true. He's usually playing one of the guys. And here he's playing a very hyper-intelligent, very he manipulative... Is.
0: Yeah, no, person he's a fucking monster who, when, when they're young,
1: doesn't know how to apologize to his daughter. And there's a really great scene that they share, which is just. Yeah, the scene with them adenance. at the
0: end is very, very good.
1: And uh, also her relationship with her lawyer. Yes, who's, Idris play, who's played by Idris Alba, who yeah. um, really does a great job of playing the person who's finding very slowly the integrity in somebody that he thought was immoral.
0: Yeah.
1: But he doesn't. And her kind of. The other reason why the sexuality thing didn't bother me is that her responses to things are so guileless at times. She very much almost...
0: I mean, right. it, it, it's entirely possible that she's on the spectrum somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: because she just responds. Like, if they ask her a question, she's she very says it. She's very forthright and straightforward. Right. And yeah. she won't do anything to jeopardize. She has in her mind an idea of her own integrity that she's not going to do that. She's not going Sacrifice gonna no yeah. matter what. So it's a very interesting film. It's a good performance. Jessica Chastain is probably...
0: She's so good.
1: Well, you know when I thought you and c- she like right.
0: disappears into things where oh. are like like in that Mama movie. Yes,
1: she was amazing. I mean that movie uh, there, and to, to take three roles. Okay, I'll, I'll put this at the last one. The first one being Tree of Life, where she essentially it's a Terrence Malick film. She essentially plays the Holy Ghost in this okay. movie. She speaks. Barely any lines in this film to a movie like this where she's speaking constantly.
0: Constantly. Um, constantly. The voiceover right. bits on this must have taken.
1: Yeah. It's very complex dialogue.
0: It must have been three weeks.
1: To maybe? me, it reminded me at times, and I even mentioned this to you in the film, it was like looking at watching a mammoth play. Yeah. Where there's it was. just these very carefully constructed Lines of dialogue.
0: When it started and uh-huh. it's just VO for like a cool five minutes of snappy, fast dialogue, mm. I was like, oh, also, Aaron Sorkin wrote this, so this is what it's going <laughs> <Right. laughs> like,
1: it, to be. But the to take three performances and Mama would be in the middle, Mama's whole thing is her playing a kind of, I don't know, rocker chick with the yeah, who hates she's children? She has short he, black
0: hair. She looks totally different. Right, she and to hate go from children, she just doesn't want them. She
1: doesn't want them. She doesn't know what to do with them. And her way of not dealing with children in that is feels really realistic. Like she's physically un, incapable of hugging them. She doesn't yeah, know what to do. Yeah, these are not my children. But the way that she winds up turning into this very first protector, because she's yeah. fighting this sort of demonic presence to be yep. able to take care of her kids. It's a you know it was produced it's by Guillermo del Toro. It's Carl. a movie. It's a very, it's a fun horror movie. It's pretty fun. And so you put that in the middle of these two performances, going, "This is the yeah. same actress who showed this she range." She
0: really, and and for a while, every time, it's like mm-hmm. um, she, her, and Elizabeth thinks, Hollywood does hasn't figured out to typecast them yet. Mm-hmm. Hasn't figured them out, so they get to kind of do all kinds of different things. Right, and that's very exciting. I really, really like Jessica Chastain. So when I saw she was in a Aaron Sorkin movie, and then it was going to be something about poker. I was like, I need this movie in my life, and I loved it. It was on Stars, um, so it was available yesterday when we were flipping around looking for a movie, and we watched it. Mm-hmm. It is two hours and 20 minutes long.
1: It doesn't feel that way. And part of the fun, I think, also is trying to figure out who she's talking about. Yes. I think there are moments when she's describing her early career doing this for... and, and the kind of progression where she starts out buying a cheese platter and meeting the back of a was it a bar or something?
0: It's the cobra yeah, well it's the viper room.
1: Right. And then It's
0: the Viper Room in Hollywood, but it's it, the Cobra they call Room. It the Cobra Lounge or something right. like that, yeah.
1: And so starting out there dealing with a terrible douchebag, which might be Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> We're
0: not I sure. think it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Um played by Michael Sarah in this. Um whose character never gets a name. His name is just player X because he leans over into her ear to tell her who, and she's like, I know who you are. But then some of the things that he says, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, I don't think that's Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. I think that's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Like when he says, I don't even like to play poker. I just like destroying lives. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that is some fucking Leonardo DiCaprio shit. (laughs) Also, it's a nice um, parallel if it is Leonardo DiCaprio because Michael Sarah and Leonardo DiCaprio started at a similar age in right. Hollywood and were still very young when this was happening, yeah, nah. It's a good, it's good. Use. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. I liked film. it a lot. <laughs> um, I might buy it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll watch yeah. it for free a couple more times, that probably. I feel like this is going to be a good movie for me to put on when I want to go to bed, mm-hmm. like when I want to fall asleep to a movie, right. because it's just I... talking. It's just smart talking. I
1: miss, (laughs) I, 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 uh, a number of years ago, I was uh, with a girlfriend at the time and we went to go see Michael Clayton in a theater, in a local theater. Um, And it just, I came out of that movie going, I really like,
0: That movie's real good. um, George Clooney. George Clooney.
1: It just, me. <laughs> Michael. But on, until the, the titular
0: Michael. Clinton. Until
1: the Swinton is news, and they're they're both really good. Yes. But I also really love the idea that I just saw a movie made for adults. Yeah. And as much as I like superheroes, Sometimes I like to go to a grown whatever, up movie. This is a movie about adults dealing with adult conflicts, adult situations, and and so yeah, it was just like oh god, that was a movie that was made for a grown person to watch. You know, but it had a magic hammer, no one had, or a trident. <laughs> as we learned from last week. but um, So this felt like the same way. It's like, oh, I'm seeing a movie made for a grown-up. I felt like a grown-up watching it, frankly. Oh, yeah. It's sure. assuming that I'm smart enough to follow what she's doing. Yes. Which is a big if sometimes, given the way that movies are these days. But
0: Yeah, and he doesn't handhold too much. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit, but there's a lot of words. So at a, at a certain point, that is kind of not required, but I I appreciate it do a little hand holding if i've listened to mm-hmm. you know 50,000 words in the last hour or <laughs> something like that like i'm tired my brain is tired help me out a little bit but um uh, yeah i really i really like it I really like it it's on stars if you have amazon you can get to it that way i don't pay dish for stars i pay amazon for stars because it's a dollar less and i think we got stars to watch another movie on this podcast Clueless, maybe.
1: Uh, Clueless. Cool.
0: It's how we also have Showtime and Cinemax.
1: Yep. Cinemax. I miss Cinemax. I miss the old Cinemax. I don't know what it's like nowadays, but it used to be. Um, it was. It was a really neat. My best writing is done in the middle of the night. I started about ten thirty last night and went on till two in the morning, and I was done. That That's
0: too late, everyone. But
1: the way that I used to, when we lived together in. Um, In Emeryville, at that apartment, the way that I used to know when I was up too late during the period that I was unemployed, briefly there, was I would start writing after Amity went to bed and leave it on Cinemax. And when I started hearing saxophone music, I knew it was,
0: it's time for bed. It's
1: time for bed because that's when the porn movies would start, the soft porn uh, action movies. And so I just
0: was
1: sitting there writing, and then I'm like hearing moaning and saxophone music going, okay, it's now time to go to bed it's because it's bed. probably about two in the morning.
0: Now that mm-hmm. shit starts at 10. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Maybe it starts
1: at t- uh, 10, I don't but know that's 10 in California don't and it starts in Eastern time Eastern or something. Time, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're getting
0: Eastern time porn.
1: But yeah, it was just pretty funny because it was all very kind of, and it's never hard. It's like soft porn. Yeah, you know, no, it's all erotica. And dumb.
0: Um, <laughs> Some red shoe diaries, a little early David Duchovny. Yeah.
1: Right, and then I I don't uh, know
0: anything about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure, you don't.
0: <laughs> I actually don't. I've you never know, seen that show. I just know that David Duchovny was in it
1: by Zalman King, who is actually a really great villain in a lot of movies in the '70s. He was a very intense actor who moved on to being a director, and then made it his mission to make more erotic. Things for television. I don't know why. It's I'm a weird
0: mission, yo. It yeah, was. but we don't see now that wouldn't work because we get we have Cinemax through Amazon, which means it's a hundred percent streaming. Well, there's nothing live. Right, like well, there's no you. You can't even I, put it on to see what it is.
1: I can't. And this strikes me. I came from a time when guys would watch workout shows. Teenage boys would watch workout shows because you could see girls in like you know.
0: You came from a time before internet pornography. Right, and that's why I mean nowadays saying. there
1: is so much, it's so easy to find that it seems ridiculous like everything. What you you guys watched whole shows because it was like called bikini car wash and there was a chance of seeing a girls boobs. It's like, "Well, I didn't they but people that, did." They watched that
0: what you were waiting to let you know to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Teenage boys and turning on and then watching through the my parents don't actually pay for this jail. Oh, right. Channel. It was
1: all fuzzy and yeah, fuzzy. that kind of thing. I've heard if stories. If I tip my that. head
0: this way, there's totally a nipple. There's, it's never a nipple. <laughs> a,
1: what's that, pareidolia? Or... Yes. <laughs>
0: That's it's a face. face. It's like you... nipples. I see nipples. You don't. You don't. I'm sorry. Those but are the you nipples
1: don't. of your mind. <laughs> <And> <laughs> They're like the windows of your mind. I, I can't nipples. help
0: but see nipples. All I mm-hmm. see is nipples everywhere. All right. I think that brings us. Yeah, together. I think yeah, there's not any other place we to are go. We done. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, we are right now in Seattle, so if you're at PodCon, find us. I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> Listen for our voices. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, we're at PodCon. I don't sound like this, this all weekend, the time. and uh, we're very excited about it. And I thank you for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com or tweet at us at latecomerspod at Twitter, at latecomerspod on Twitter. Y'all know how Twitter works, right? I I kind of, sort of do. I clearly don't. <laughs> um And... Uh, we will talk to you next week. We'll be back here next week with season one, episode one. What? Let me get that <laughs> title for you. Episode one.
1: It's very confusing.
0: One of Battlestar Galactica. Give me that sweet, sweet title. Blue, blue, blue. First season. So our first season is only 13 episodes long, and season one, episode one, is titled 33.
1: By the way, I'm really curious whether the number six is a reference to The Prisoner. Patrick McGowan's character was number six.
0: That seems like a thing to research later. No, no, I know, but I... So we don't... (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, it
1: wouldn't spoil anything, I think, but that was the constant conversation Maybe. with Prisoner. I am six. Who are you? I'm looking for number one. Who's number one? I'm number three. It was very yeah. weird and very cryptic. And
0: Maybe. Because the other ones have, like, names. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: so I wonder if that's another one of their references, because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of cute little there references tucked away rese- here, rese- where <laughs> if, Like, you're really paying attention. You're like, oh, that was, that was very funny.
0: All right. So, episode one, mm-hmm. season one title 33. We'll talk about it with you next week. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We love you very much. And remember,
1: better better late late than never. never.